Welcome to the K-pop cast, bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-pop. And this week, we've got a special deep dive episode into Lemonade by NCT 127. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, and joining me for this episode, we've got a full house with two special guests. Up first, it's music industry professional and host of the CCTV podcast. It's Chris. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to talk about how much I hate Lemonade. No, I'm kidding. It's great. <laughs> Let's do this. Followed by someone you already know, it's musician, grad student, K-pop lover. It's Mia. Welcome, Mia B. Hi, I'm glad to be on the show again and excited to talk about Lemonade. And today, we're talking about NCT's Lemonade. Letting you know if this song is Taebok or not. I mean, of course it's Taebok. Wait, what? I mean, yeah, who's obviously it's Taebok. It's the most Daybok of all the Daybocks. Yo, what's up? It's Mark from NCT. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, no, I'm just what's up, y'all? So we're actually joined by two very special guests. The actual mm. producers of the track. It's Benji Bay and Rockman. Hey. Let's go. What's up, y'all? Excited to crash our recording. Just like Happy to be in, here. Like... I hacked into the network. <laughs> we just showed up. You know, thought it was a nice uh, day to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how we got in here. Yeah, dude. I sent you the link and I told you, bro, I knew they were going to talk about it. I thought this was like a Pizza Hut link or something. Rude. <laughs> Terrible. Well, in case you didn't already know, listeners, let, let us bring you up to speed. So Rockman is a talented music producer, top line writer, instrumentalist, and sound engineer who grew up in New Jersey, spent five years in Nashville, and finally, after two years in Atlanta perfecting his craft, relocated to Hollywood, Los Angeles. And Rockman has produced for Billy Ray Cyrus, Noah Cyrus, Wesley Stromberg, Ricky Garcia, and many, many more. It is currently focused on international music, specifically Latin and U.S. pop and K-pop. <laughs> Woo! How did you know that? And we also have Benji, who is a Korean-American singer-songwriter, MC, DJ, and musician. And he is a former member of the boy group B.I.G., and he made a solo debut on August 29th, 2019 with his first digital single, Telephone. Yeah, Welcome, boy. <laughs> Welcome y'all. What's up? It's great to be here. Sheesh. Yeah. Did we oh miss anything? God, oh, was I supposed to say Do we have to, to update hi? your K-pop profile? Or... <laughs> I, I think you did fine. I mean, um, definitely like I don't even know right now how I would be introduced just because I've been taking so many forays outside of what I feel like K-pop artists are doing on mm-hmm. the normal so you know i mean I, I think it was beautiful i'm crying <laughs> y'all are beautiful all right well um congratulations guys on on this track on the success of lemonade we've heard we, we watched through interviews that mark jungwoo utah altos lemonade as their favorite hip-hop song off the sticker album mm-hmm. it's the cool. second track off of the sticker album and has sold more than two million copies to date and counting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Lemonade is the second track on the album. It's not the title. The title is Sticker. But I feel like the general consensus of like how the fans reacted to Lemonade can be summarized by the tweet. I think that you actually retweeted, Benji, by uh, user wiki at Markfile said, I love Sticker, but Lemonade is the bitch. <laughs> oh. That bitch, yes. That bitch, sorry. Lemonade is that bitch. Sometimes, hey. I mean... All that aside, I love Sticker. I think it's a really, really cool song. It's super original, and I have so much love for that track. So I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. All of our friends, we got to make friends with so many people and part of this whole album. And th- that whole album as a whole is just a masterpiece. It's so great. Well, we want to hear that story. So one, like, 
you know, how did the birds and the bees come together? <laughs> like, uh. like, how did you guys meet? Um, and where, where did you, you know, how did you decide to start collaborating with each other? Mm. I slid into his DMs. That's mm-hmm. straight up. That's how it is. I slid right in there. And that's, that's, that's it. Exactly. Okay. Context, <laughs> a little additional context. It's not like all of a sudden I was checking my DMs and I have this DM from someone called Rockman. So mm. there was an app called Clubhouse that uh, still exists. Uh, and um, I was just messing around with my friends on it originally. And then uh, one of my friends pinged me into a room about, you know, K-pop and like the business of K-pop. So I go in there and I see this very sexy Italian man. And I was like, wow, I wish he'd slide into my DM. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> my picture you know, was a blue background. <laughs> yeah, because we were just talking. They were just talking about, you know, like um, certain, you know, business parts of music and stuff like that. And then I got a DM from him, I think the next day or something, which was unexpected because I didn't say anything in that room, which means I was just one of those lower things. But you're then, just good looking. Uh, you know, you're not so bad yourself. <laughs> Spicy Italian sausage. Slid in that DM. Okay, well, I feel like okay. we shouldn't be here now. It's a food. It's just talking about food. Yeah, just food. I really like food. And, and anyways, okay. moving on. Um, and so we linked up. Um, the first session was just kind of getting to know each other, you know, how we work on music. And with every session um, after that, you know, we realized that we work really well, not only as musicians, but also as like really good friends. Mm-hmm. So like I would say like... Um, Charlie's been one of my like my tightest bros right now like we'll hit each other up and it won't even be about music sometimes it'll be about just like you know how's your life going or like oh I did this today but he's we'll a just really be on the dude. toilet and then just let each other know <laughs> wow you really are going full unfiltered aren't you okay. <laughs> that happened today okay. that happened today actually moving on <laughs> well I, no does that does that carry over into like production like are there elements of that that I think like gives that, that gives you guys an yeah. edge or you know part of the creative process and what you produce oh yeah we're, we're super loose like versus you go into a session with people that you write with only or like other producers and everybody has a role we mm-hmm. just go in there and just do what feels right and we act goofy and you know and, and benji's multi-talented and in instruments and he can dance and he was trained so like we'll just go in there and we'll start rocking out a beat and some song ideas and then you know we'll just start like rehearsing it he almost kind of like rehearses it where he'll just like start dancing and we'll be like all right does the dance does it feel right dancing to each section of the song and if it doesn't because you know he's a good dancer um we'll change it and we'll just goof around and if we can't like goof around and dance at the same time to each section then some's messed up Mm. i do think one of the things that um one of the reasons why we work really well together is because of the fact that we are close enough Mm-hmm. That neither of us feels any apprehension, just like shooting mm-hmm. down each other's idea. It's more of it's because it's it's never been about us thinking like what do we look cool doing, but more of what's right for the record. Mm-hmm. And so like we'll go through parts and be like, "Yo, I think this is really cool," and he'll be like, "I mean, like I get that it's cool, but I don't think that like that's the right direction that this needs to go." And then without hesitation, I'll just be like, "Yeah," or like I might be like, "Yo, but what if it's like this?" and like dance something and be like, "Think about." position switching and then he'll be like yeah cool so that kind of actual openness and not putting your pride in any of the situations really helps i think mm-hmm. oh yeah you, you know chris you, you might have further questions along this line but i i want to ask more about that like how where is like an example of like maybe you're producing a song but you're making a very different creative decision based off of you know how that play out in choreography like how, how does that impact 
uh, production. So for us, it's a big deal because, you know, I think we kind of have a a different edge when we work than a lot of people do in some ways. Um, And I think if you can't dance, a lot of K-pop music in Asia, international music, a lot of it's based on dancing. I mean, Mm -hmm. the dance practice videos get tons and tons of attention because people love the dances and they're amazing what they do. So if you can't somewhat groove to each section then something is just not right and people might not know what it is but they can feel it mm. you know and i can't dance awesome. i'm not a good dancer at all so we we make him dance i don't i don't dance yeah so so you guys haven't learned the lemonade choreography yet or oh gosh i i can't do it <laughs> sweet light lemonade. there you go there you go i can do a clap part <laughs> can we expect like a, a full cover on your youtube benji yeah, Ooh. so um, I'm going to be uploading a cover of Lemonade danced by a Rockman Records. Mm, no. <laughs> I'll just do the pre-chorus, the whole song. Now the clapping monkey in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you when you guys made this song? Like, you know, was there like just a moment, like a catalyst moment that the song was born from? Was it, you know, just a part of a regular like studio session that you started creating the song? Um and did you actually like, do this in the same space? In the parking lot of Walmart, behind okay. Walmart. <laughs> oh, okay. we were no shoes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we had had I think about two or three sessions before we actually started working on the track. Mm-hmm. And before then, we had you know we were experimenting with each other's kind of like boundaries and dimensions musically. Mm. And so like um, I had recorded vocals on a track that he had, and then we had like started an original song after that. And so we were working on like, you know, songs about love and, you know, like I miss you or I love you. And then um, it, we actually hadn't planned to make a track like Lemonade that day. We were doing vocals for a different thing. And then we had some time. So we're like, yeah, what if we make something that's super just cool and everything in it exudes, it bleeds charisma and you can feel it from the production to the vocals and everything that's in it. And we had the rough sketch really fast, actually, a lot faster than the other tracks that yeah. we've done. It, yeah, we were just, you know, he was just tired from track. We just tracked a whole bunch of vocals, and and he's like, yeah, let's just let's just keep it chill and have fun. And uh, and the we didn't really go in predetermined with anything. Uh, the only things that we, we we said ahead of time was like, let's just have fun with it. Let's mm-hmm. keep it simple. And if there's a way to do something that we haven't heard done before let's try it you know mm. which was the chorus going backwards with the chorus going down instead of going up that was kind of a little bit pre not that idea but that was pretty much all we had and it was really quick natural mm. just the flow of it nice um so going into kind of the businessy side of it obviously it can be really tough for songwriters to get their foot in the door with these huge k-pop companies so how did you get the opportunity to submit this song and how has the relationship been with sm entertainment so far so Craigslist is it? Th- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> As, SM looking for songs. On- <laughs> so I mean, Benji and I, we have been working quite a bit, and uh, I had just recently, a few months back, before probably about five months, six months before Lemonade, um, I, I just signed with the Hello Group, which is uh, a really amazing management. Uh, they do they do a lot more than that. It's hard to even sum it up like that, uh, and it's just a great family of producers and writers and. And we had done Lemonade and and my team over there just fell in love with it instantly. And we knew instantly. And literally the second they sent it over, you know, to uh, to SM that they had gotten like a text message back 
and they don't really do that too often. Like directly texted my manager and they're like, Hey, this is, this is great. We really, really love this. And they had like messaged him, uh, every like two weeks saying, Hey, is it still available? And just like checking in and cause they just really liked it. And then, you know, a couple months later, we just were jumping up and down at three in the morning when we had the news. That's awesome. It was kind of surreal in the sense of like, I've promoted with NCT before on like show champion. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them. This was around when they were doing like limitless, Mm -hmm. like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And then I had always really liked their musical style. And I had always thought like, all right, when I start doing production and when I start like actual songwriting, it would be awesome to have a song done by NCT. And so even when we were writing the track, I remember thinking like, yo, what if instead of what if we tighten the direction of the track? So it's less of like something that's cool. But if you could imagine members of 127 doing each part and that would make everything flow a little bit more organically. And of course, whoever's going to hear it is going to know, like, of course, not everything might be perfect from the get go. But, yo, know, this would totally fit for so and so, you know, mm-hmm. I think when you said that that was when we created the pre-chorus. Mm. I think at that <laughs> point we had just had yeah and then he was like what about and you know and then nct got brought up and we were just chatting it's like oh well then maybe we should just go really crazy on the pre-chorus just kind of like tie it in you know we didn't know that they were going to take it but you know we just love their music and we manifest like <laughs> yeah yeah nice. yeah so you mentioned about um i guess that like downward chromaticism that you have in the chorus and i had a question if that was you did it intentionally with like a deeper meaning like related to the like the topic of the song or if it was a choice, a unique choice, just to bring a new flavor to listeners' ears. And I think you kind of responded, you wanted to make it stand out and um, to be something unusual, right, for listeners? M to the B, M to the B, M, 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 M to the B. <laughs> I, I think when we, we added the, the harmonies on the back half of the chorus, it was, we had started the chorus and then, because when we wrote this song and, and we're just kind of chopping up parts, we wrote like three songs worth of parts, like mm-hmm. in the session. It was just so much fun. We just kept writing it. And then we just picked and choose and rearranged and rearranged. But we couldn't like the back half of the chorus was just a little tricky. We couldn't find the right energy. But then when we had, you know, the chorus that we have now, it just felt so good. It's like, why would we deviate from this? We just kept it and then elevated it, you know, and just kind of to counter the energy. Because if you go down with a chorus like that, you only have so many places to go before it circles back into the verse. So it was uh, more of a way to like lighten up the track uh, and lift it up a bit, you know? Mm. I think definitely just having the harmonies in there did set the tone of the sense of it's not just a rap track mm-hmm. that someone has made that we're trying to, you know, make for something. It's like it does have a lot more rap, which was something that we were also considering. Like, is it really going to be okay almost having essentially no like you know strong vocal impacts but then having that in the chorus gave it a little bit of that k-pop shine as i like to call it because you know how they love to put an insane amount of harmonies into everything yeah especially sm songs right exactly (laughs) so if you're gonna make a song to pitch to sm yeah might as well make it the highest standard of that and i think i'd like to think that we did a decent job of that (laughs) And it's like a way to include members because so. there's not there wasn't a lot of vocals. So it's like, how are we going to think about a group if there's only like one vocal? So mm. we had to think of parts so other people could sing them. You know? Right. I think it's really interesting because it is uh, there's a lot going on. But at the same time, it's also I, I think it's an example of an anti drop. I know we hear a lot of those in K-pop songs mm. these days. And so, yeah, I really like it. 
Let's go. Um, can you tell us more about the actual structure of the track? Like, was it because you were dancing to it that you were kind of like, okay, now we need to pull it back here and then it needs to like hit really hard set right after that? Like, how how did you decide on the the flow of the whole track? Um, Wasn't it our conversation? I think we were, you were, yeah. we were talking and then you were humming and then I just did like a little pluck thing. Mm-hmm. And then he instantly just started like throwing ideas out and it was just fun. The ideas that he was spitting and we just literally just flowed from where that started and just mm. kept going. One of the things for me when I was like working on like the flows of the rap was at the time, which I still do this day with my friends here, I'll like turn on a beat and we'll freestyle. Mm-hmm. So we'll just do that for like, you know, hours and hours because it's so fun to think of, you know, the different rhythms that you can create, the different kind of punchlines that you can make. And so when he brought up that pluck and then, you know, honestly, like just adding like the is already more than enough to, you know, run from there. And so having that kind of energy from the get go really did, I think, propel the entire songwriting process process of me and rock in terms of having everything flow organically but also coming from this place of knowing that this is not going to be just like verse rap hook verse rap hook but having the variety in there Mm -hmm. as well when you're doing that kind of freestyle are you are you thinking about that uh in english and korean because i know when it comes to using different languages there are rhythmic limitations depending on like how you would think a verse would be completed I, i guess for me because english is my first language Mm -hmm. I do mostly do it in English, Um, but I don't, for me personally, when I'm writing, I don't really think of like, in terms of the language limitations and like the sonic phonetics of everything, more in terms of like, if it's cool this way in English, and if I can think of a way to say the same thing in Korean, and of course you might have to shift around certain pronunciations or how you kind of dictate something, but if you can get even more than like 60-70% of the way there, that's already, I feel like, a big jump from just how anyone would sing or rap in very like, like, which is like, you know, like the normal standard Korean pronunciation. Another thing too is a lot of the time when you're pitching songs is they want it in English. Mm. Another reason is because they they translate it anyway and they, they change the lyrics a lot of the time. So it kind of gives them uh creative you know a creative input and also probably for publishing reasons at the same time so you know sometimes benji sometimes we'll like try things in korean just to get the gist of it because i don't speak korean he speaks a couple languages but sometimes we'll just try it just to see how the gist of it feels you know if it was in another language so was the song completely english then when you pitched it to sm no we had a korean bridge okay it was actually german okay really really not fun this dude but um (laughs) we had gotten up to the bridge and then we were having trouble in the sense of like it vibes so well it's rolling through i'm bouncing with it i feel like dancing but then if we want to pitch it for k-pop there needs to be a vocal part yeah and when we were first starting out with our first session we're like i it just feels so kind of forced in a way and so we had written that in Korean because we thought it might flow better. But then later, after some revisions and stuff, we ended up changing it. And the final bridge that we sent over to SM was mm. in English. Yeah, when, when I was listening to that, the bridge in the song, it seemed like the most, you know, I don't I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's just the most non sequitur, right? It's like, you know, this jazzy, chill out, you know, room for the vocals absolutely to shine. 
was curious, like, was there a certain emotion or vibe that you were trying to evoke during that bridge? Ooh. Um, so I remember every lyric up to that point that we had written for the demo was like, I work hard for what I do. So mm-hmm. I'm reaping the benefits and it's not like I'm bragging about it, mm-hmm. but like, this is what I work for and I'm proud of it. But then also when we were getting to the bridge, we're like, it would feel right to have a moment of like, it was good. Like everything's great, but also the struggle and actually being able to sort of have a moment that didn't really take away from the experience of the song but more in the sense of brought a different kind of vantage point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that definitely came through both with the production and just with the vocal arrangement. Mm-hmm. Because it does feel kind of like you're driving mad fast and then you're kind of like you're slowing down the gas, but you're still, you know, your arm's still out there, wind's still rushing past. And then you get through that part and you're like, all right, I'm good. Let's gun it. And then you're like, all the way to the end. The disclaimer, right. those, these lyrics are a little different than the newer lyrics. Ah, also, yes, saying. that's true. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> Some people are going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's true. That's so true. <laughs> they didn't well, say wait, elephants wait, in the maybe song. Maybe you can tell us about that. Like, what, what were some of those original lyrics? And, uh, you know, what, why, yeah, like, what why do you think What was the original yeah. message and versus, like, what it is now? Yeah. You know, Benji, I think you probably remember that message a little better. It was... A, <laughs> It was in Korean, and he doesn't understand Korean because he's a sexy <laughs> Italian man. <laughs> but um, I should probably stop saying that. It's gonna it's gonna turn into something later. Someone's gonna flip that. You're gonna and have take a huge a Italian fan base all of a sudden. I love Italy, but anyways, um, the original lyric actually wasn't tastes now. like lemonade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was sweet like lemonade, mm. in the sense That's of like right. working so hard is like, and when I'm here, it's sweet like lemonade. And so, you know, sweet like lemonade, fall into my hurricane. I'm just trying to make a little noise. And that was the original kind of lyric. Oh, you mm-hmm. remember? I just pulled it up. Yeah. I do, bro. I listened to that song so much. <laughs> and then... I think the pre-chorus, the last line in the pre-chorus kind of summed up. It's like, all work and no play. I'm the top of the chain and it's sweeter than lemonade. That kind of summed it up. Bars! That was the original pre-chorus. And then they kind of, which was kind of clever how they, they kind of switched the topic into like, almost like a hater... Yeah. appreciation this kind of thing mm. which i think their fans probably appreciated that a little bit more mm. uh, especially when they referenced like their song and their couple other songs in the second verse and kind of tied that into that concept had a definitely like a deeper meaning i think than we had originally kind of like thought of when we were making the track but in a in a way that's just like the best way possible because it's something that everybody can appreciate and they're connecting it to like their story and their fans too. One hundred percent. Which you know we couldn't do that because we're not them. A bit of a random question, but like earlier we were talking about like okay, you want to you know make sure you can like chop this up and assign it to like different you know members, uh, different vocals and whatnot. Were you were you also doing the um, <laughs> a lot of Mark's lines in this where he goes like skrr mm. or like you know like all of those like <laughs> random <laughs> sounds? Like was that also a part of the original plan? Yeah, that was in the demo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we we weren't thinking of Mark specifically <laughs> when we were doing those. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I mean, I always think of Mark and Hechan. <laughs> who, who doesn't? Right. But facts. <laughs> but um, how we did the, a lot of the ad libs was like we would finish the tra- the tracks, and then he would like start from the top, and then be like, "Yo, plug whatever ad libs you think fit in the spacing," and then I did feel like you know like the skirt boom room like it did fit like a car kind of like doing the turns so. I, it's the infamous skirt because I know everyone's going like, Mars doing the skirt? 
<laughs> yeah. And you know, it's funny you did the, the room thing because when uh, everybody that heard the original demo for, naturally all did this. Yeah. Naturally. Boom, boom. Everybody here, without even knowing that they were going to choreograph it later, everybody like in the management team and our A&Rs and stuff, everybody was doing that dance move, which is funny that they choreographed that exact same dance move without any connection to us. Yeah. Well, it's what, it probably the reason why we, we see like cars and motorcycles in, in the music video, right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I guess. That video was cool. So I read that, um, Rockman, you're really inspired by uh, sounds from like Transformers and you try oh. to like <laughs> incorporate that in the song. Are there any other places where you draw inspiration for the music or for the lyrics of um, your songs when you write? Yeah. Or Speaking this of song cool cars. specifically? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason, Transformers just kept coming to mind. I mean, it's not like there was a ton of Transformers, but Ben, look at that face. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> We uh, like, you know, when it transitions from like the slow part of the verse to the fast part, you get this crazy screeching kind of sound. And then in the pre-chorus, it's got like that dark, grindy, metallic bass, you know. Mm. But, you know, we kind of it was just so fun with the song. So simple, you know, that we, you know, it was just tasteful little elements. But for some reason, that just kept popping up when when we were working on it. He's a Spider-Man. It's like even the plucks are not just like regular plucks. There's like stacked inside of it's like a metallic vocal you can't really hear it but it's kind of percussive and spider-man mm-hmm. goes with me everywhere <laughs> so I, I was actually gonna ask about those plucks so, so are yeah. you are you referencing like the the like that that sort of like melody at the very beginning like the the first yeah. instrumental is that are those the plucks that you're referring to mm-hmm. so boom, what boom. what are those like i i, I thought like <laughs> is that a korean instrument like is this like because, you know, there, there's kind of sort of this trend of like unapologetically Korean, you know, like, you know, blending like very traditional Korean aesthetics and sounds and styles and like, you know, blending with like, you know, new modern EDM trap stuff. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know, like what, why that instrument in, in the beginning, you know, for that, 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 uh, that it's, hook in the beginning. It actually is not an, like an Asian instrument. It does kind of sound like a couple instruments. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, I think when we first started the demo, it was just a really straightforward hip hop pluck, I think, right, Benji? Mm. It was just like a really basic pluck. And then as after we do an arrangement pass, I'll go, I was just going back and messing with the sound design a little bit. And and then it was more of like a uh, kind of like a house pluck. And then I kind of shaved it down. And then to make it sound a little bit more organic, I took a little chop of a vocal and made a little percussive element out of it. Um, and it sort of ties in with the other little weird effects in a weird way. But uh, yeah, it actually wasn't based off of an instrument. But I had a couple people ask us that. It was just the the sound, the style that you're looking for at the time and just fill that yeah. the void. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you, when you were like laying down, you know, the overall like, you know, structure, composition of, of the song, like, did you do a lot of instrument swapping? Like was you, you mentioned earlier, like uh, you would kind of freestyle over something. Um, what were those instruments and, and did that, you know, the soundscape and, and the the way that you play with it, did that change dramatically? Honestly, I think Benji, I think literally exactly what we started with is kind of where it went. I think, once uh-huh. I started the pluck in the 808 and he started like freestyling, we didn't really change it much because it was just so fun. Mm-hmm. One thing that we did change um, mm. in terms of the, when we were first making the track, in terms of the um, bridge part. So mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, wow. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But in the <laughs> very first kind of like rough draft that we were making, it went like, mm. 
It was a much more kind of, I guess it had a strong rhythmic presence, but then it yeah. ended up shifting to, you know, the vocals are already there. It's very loud in your head. It's, it's a declaration. So it made more sense for that bass to be like a very spread out kind of showing everything is on fire. Yeah. That was a request they had actually was to take the bass and make it more smooth, like transition wise, more, um, which is kind of makes sense with their other music, you know. Yeah. It's more glided instead of just chopped to mm -hmm. rhythm. I still think that this song is, like, the final product is, like, very hardcore and fun. But I read somewhere that, like, um, I think, Benji, you said that originally the song was more rap-focused, even more so. And, like, just with what you said there, how they even wanted to smooth out the bridge. Um but so you think that the song ended up like a lot more toned down than the original version that you all wrote? Hmm. I, I mean, Benji, you might have just delivered it a little bit harder because, hmm. you know, obviously it's just, you know, him singing the demo. They have different members and we were kind of surprised at the members that they chose for certain roles because they gave Yuta hmm. and Jayun definite different roles than I'm used to seeing oh, uh, I was gonna ask in a about song that, like yeah. this, which kind of offset our demo but they chose that because they knew the fans would love it these are good job too oh so you didn't have a say at all as to who sang which part no we didn't. it was almost like the exact opposite of what we were thinking honestly we were like oh mark will do this and you know th this and this and this but then it was like okay that's how the song started we're like wow okay we weren't expecting that and uh and it's really crazy to think like when we heard the actual version we didn't know why they chose this member to do this. And then as the song was released, it's like, oh, how the fans are reacting to it. It's like they knew exactly what the roles were supposed to be because the fans loved all of the, the choices that was made. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I guess kind of similar kind of what we've been talking about. Did they request any other changes of you like before the kind of final submission? And then after the final submission, did they make any changes that you were maybe surprised about or or that you weren't expecting? Uh, the pre-chorus, like Benji said, the bass, it was more percussive uh, in the pre-chorus. And I, I do like the change that was made. I, I think it was pretty close to the original the original demo, actually. The intro where he says Lemonade, it was actually Benji's voice like an octave down Lemonade. in the original, mm -hmm. which I thought they were going to keep. It was kind of like an effect, uh, mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. And I mean, obviously, if they got all those good singers, then they're going to have it, a singer say it, but... It was pretty close to the demo, to be honest. Yeah, mm. this was just a very random question, but Benji, I, I was sort of like creeping on you, and uh, I, I read somewhere. <laughs> don't I, say I don't it remember like that. where I got this, but um, uh, apparently, one of your favorite girl groups is, is Destiny's Child. Wow, Ooh. you've been uh, you googled the uh, whole profile that people have written of information oh, yeah. gathered all, all over the years. Things, yes. <laughs> oh. Right. So w when I heard that, when I was thinking like, oh, well, Beyonce, she's got, you know, Lemonade. Lemonade, like, the, the album. Oh, true, true, right. True. So I was like, oh, w was there any tie in between that Lemonade and this Lemonade? Like, Oh, there wasn't a connection at all. Oh. In terms yeah. of, I, I've, I think we were just talking about like drinks or something. And, um... You know, uh, oh, the saying that we had had at the time was when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Mm -hmm. So then if you take that and extend it one more further, it's like, all right, lemonade sweet because, you know, of course, they add a lot of sugar, but less about kind of like adding artificial stuff and more of like I'm adding all this natural like energy and passion and work into it. And that is why I can say that it's sweet like lemonade, I guess, for the original track, the demo, at least. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, that led to that tag, and that was like the whole tag for the song. That was the first thing. Yeah. No, I, I totally hear that. So I, I, I don't know. This, this is just more like out of curiosity. I'm like, you know, we're, 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 we're not industry or I'm not an industry professional. So like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm asking dumb, naive questions here on, on behalf of our, our listeners. But, you know, Benji, like as someone who's, you know, you know, former idol, uh, someone who's, who's done a lot of this, uh, when you're, you know, producing these songs, are, are humming those, those melodies and, and we've seen your capability in, in singing and soloing these songs. Do you ever think like, Oh man, like I should take this one. Like th- this should be my song <laughs> or like, Oh, I oh. wish this could be, you know, uh, something I wish I could do or, 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 you know, make it mine rather than like gifting it yeah. to someone else to, you know, cause you are an artist yourself. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I can't disclose everything. Day. <laughs> but there are tracks that we have made that I, I've literally told them like, bro, like if this, if no one takes this one, I want to take it. But I think, um, the actual thought that goes to my head, honestly, for lemonade, I was like, damn, I really want this track for me. It's so cool. But also it's kind of, I have to consider where I'm at as an artist. Mm-hmm. And it's not always just about having like this track slaps. And I want to like release it with like a music video because there's a little bit more. Mm, I guess I have to think of the long run because it's not like I have like a K-pop company who's gonna do like a hundred thousand dollar music video or like a million dollar music video on this track, and then the next album I can switch and be a totally different genre. So the answer is yes. I I do think that <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, we'll make a cool track and be like, I want this track. But then also thinking about the realistics of, you know, with a track like Lemonade, for example, I feel like it would be really hard to do just Mm -hmm. as a solo artist. Right. Because there's such a variety that no matter how much one person can try to emulate all that, at the end of the day, you know, we made a track assuming that there were going to be different voices on it, group vocals on it. And as cool as I think the demo is, and I was the only person that had the vocals on that. I don't think that, for example, that would be a song that putting out for me would represent me personally. Right, right. So kind of that kind of balance. And his new artist music, by the way, that he's working on is amazing. Just Jeez. throwing that out there. Not Stop out it, you. Oh, yeah, no, we'd, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to, if you want to, you know, as soon as that's available, like, please send it our way. We'd love to talk about it. Oh, 100%. On, on the show. So I just wrapped show. shooting the music video uh, last weekend. Oh, really? Cool. Yes. Oh, okay. See, I saw something about Twitter. You were like, oh, just finished the shoot. I'm like, oh, what's he shooting? This is the project. first time I've ever said that. Anywhere. Oh, <laughs> K-pop <laughs> cast exclusive. There we hey. go. <laughs> Yeah, because you are you are 100 percent independent right now. Yeah, Benji, right now, right. So mm-hmm. that's that's all you, right? Yeah, independently with adorable. a little bit of this dude in there for the mix. <laughs> we did want to talk about the K-pop music industry in general, like how your experience has been. It is very different from the Western music industry. So, mm-hmm. what are some of the differences that you've noticed from kind of working in, in both sides? You want to go uh, first because you will have different answers. Yeah, we will because we're both coming from the opposite ends. Yeah. In, uh, Personally, I, I've done, I worked in Western music for a while and, you know, I've had things here and there. Uh, personally, I'm drawn to international music, uh, mm-hmm. especially, you know, K-pop. Mm-hmm. It's just vibrant and it, it, it doesn't have any rules. I mean, there's rules, but like, you know, considered like a Western song where it's very 
chord structure driven to the same chords and you know you can go anywhere in this genre you know lemonade is a perfect example like we just went wherever we felt like going um and that's that's why i love it it's not boring it it, it's exciting and you don't know what's going to happen and it's a little bit more advanced when it comes to vocal arrangements and production than some of the the western music that i'm used to working on or seeing in certain ways but it's been such a great learning experience and you know since this song came out we've had so many doors open up uh for us to work with so many amazing people because this was kind of like i mean he's got a history of course benji does but once we (laughs) this song came out it kind of on a songwriter producer realm it definitely has linked us up with more creatives to start working with it was a it was a good just door to like walk through you know Mm-hmm. I think something that's really interesting from, I guess, coming from the perspective of I was a singer receiving music, and now I've come over to the other side of actual production. Mm-hmm. I would say Western music has a more consistent format with each record. Um, mm-hmm. I can listen from the start and sort of expect to know the journey that I'm going to go through. Mm-hmm. And then with K-pop music, I feel like, um, of course, you know, lyrically speaking, everything makes sense and everything flows. But they do like to take you on very into very different areas while on the same journey. So you'll have like a hip hop part and then it goes to like R&B, you know, keys. And then it'll go to all of a sudden like a, a drop or something. But then they figured out how to add like some smooth vocals on top of that. And it's something that like um, Rock was talking about. It's there's definitely a bit of a more mm, I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it but a higher level advanced mechanic thing going on Mm. in the sense of it's not like you know we found a cool piano and these chords work and the vocals are carrying everything and you know Mm -hmm. adele does that amazingly but then i i don't know if i would put that as a title track for a k-pop group because and again this rounds back to one of the differences most of the title tracks in k-pop are gonna have a choreo most of them are gonna be promoted Mm -hmm. most of them are going to have minimum six plus outfits in like a music video, 10 plus outfits for the actual promotion. And so considering all these non-musical elements that become a part of the track itself, you Mm -hmm. end up coming to a dynamic where, of course, music is very important, but even in the production of a track, it's not just about whether the song is cool or whether the message is clear. It's about how Mm -hmm. it hits and the images that you get in your head. Right. So do you think, slightly related to that, there's been a lot of drama in general in the music industry, but especially in the K-pop industry about how songwriters are valued and, you know, fair publishing fees and royalties and everything. I think because songwriting is just kind of, the, the song itself is only one small aspect, really, of the whole package. Do you feel that songwriters are maybe more undervalued in the K-pop industry? <sighs> That's a pretty heavy question. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're we're songwriters, and songwriters definitely don't get paid what they used to get paid. That's kind of mm-hmm. common knowledge. Uh, but, but you know, it's it's kind of funny because I know that argument, and if I was to compare the Western writers that I'm around that are, you know, in the middle of success and stuff like that, versus the K-pop writers that are in success, the one thing that I notice that's very different is a lot of these really good successful writers in K-pop. They're they're on a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's how a lot of them, you know, keep their foot, you know, keep the door going, keep, you know, keep everything going, you know, versus in Western music. It's I don't think it's as consistent. 
you know, because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, once, you know, let's say SM likes you, it's like, okay, well, they're going to listen to your music a lot, you know, and, and let's say you're, you're working with a US artist, you know, it, I don't think it spirals into as many projects as quick because especially with K-pop, they were putting up multiple albums a year versus like a Justin Bieber album, which is like once, you know, for the whole year. But then, you know, NCT, you know, they'll do a Japanese album, they'll do an English, they'll do an English, they'll do three albums a year and different things. So there's a lot of opportunities to do more music if, you know, you're at that point in your career where you can. So I mm-hmm. think that's kind of how a lot of people offset that is they just get on as many big records as they can. And I think to kind of like wrap it up in a way, um, like I mentioned earlier, the soundscape is super important, especially for K-pop records in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, for example, I could write Lemonade and have the exact same lyrics, but if it was the same instrumental the entire way through, would it hit as hard? And no one knows the answer to that, honestly, because it really depends on who's delivering, what production is going into it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's something that does coexist and i don't think that you can really say that you know which one is more valued or undervalued but more in the sense of like it's more on which record you're talking about you know because some things might be a little bit easier in terms of you know the production side but then there's so much like vocals and harmonies going on that it's crazy Mm -hmm. and then you'll have something that could literally just be like one's like boom but boom and then you have like mad product like boom like all that stuff going on what was that last sound you just did the boom (laughs) yeah you should use that in a song by the way um pay me uh but yeah i do think that there is a kind of a very symbiotic balance that does exist because either way yeah you can make the best production in the world and you have a great production track you have the best melody in the world and you don't have anything to sing on it it is something that does need to come together well in that sense Oh, I got another thing to add to that, actually. It's like, because songwriters, it's like everybody's role, you know, there's a lot of roles to make something finalized, especially in K-pop when they're dumping so much money on the back end. Everything's got to be to their spec. One thing I've been noticing is there's like teams of people that work together a lot and they kind of just kind of have their back and you trust each other and, you know, they're fair on splits and they help mm-hmm. each other out with publishing you know on there i'm not going to get too in depth with that but i think i've seen is there's groups of people that work together rinse and repeat and they all just make sure everybody gets a fair piece of what's available for them in the end mm. versus you know everybody nickel i've seen a lot of people like one percent for this one percent for that i haven't really run into anybody like that in, in k-pop i'm sure there's people like that but mm-hmm. most people have a little bit more camaraderie from what i've and understanding. Got it. Well said. Yeah. Thanks for the Maybe insight. We could talk, you know, a bit more broader um, about the song overall. Like, was there anything that, you know, you want like on the record? Like, what do you want people to think, feel? <laughs> you know, when they're when they're hearing the song, like, what what do you want the lasting legacy, um, an emotional, intellectual takeaway of the song to be? Benji Bay. Yes, Benji Bay. That is the answer. I want people to think of me every time the song is heard. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, Benji. Oh, it's happening. It's already Uh, happening. I will. (laughs) Um, I know I will. (laughs) M to the B, M to the... Okay. We need that cover video and then it'll happen. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm just not going to do anything for the rest of my life. But, um, I mean, as cool as the song is, I think, at least when we originally were setting up the demo for it. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a song that, for me, I would vibe to in the car when I'm having a good day, 
when I'm not having a good day, but I want to feel like even like the more not so positive feelings have a place in what I'm doing. And so I think it's the overarching kind of confidence in what your hustle is. Yeah. And NCT definitely nailed that in the sense of, you know, they're calling out everybody that's been like mad, weird, like netizens. And like, you know, it's hard, Mm -hmm. especially like being in K-pop. It's really not an easy industry to be in, both as someone who is trying to make a group or a solo successful and the person who's doing the singing on stage. There's so many different moving parts. And so to have a track that kind of gets you through without overly being like, I'm great and I'm going to be like amazing because that, you know, it's a good feeling. But how long does that ever really last? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's that that moment of introspection, right? Like, and, and when I listened to the bridge, and you were talking about it earlier, like maybe you're still driving at 100 plus miles per hour or whatever, but it's like that that moment, that bullet time moment where you kind of you know reflect and re- see everything from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally get that. You get it. Is there any other like Easter egg or like you know little gem or like small detail that that you just wish like listeners would appreciate or notice in, in the song as a whole? Benji has a growl in it. Yeah, my voice is in the track. On the the final? Yeah. Whoa. <gasps> I think what? so. I think Somewhere. so. We think it's Benji. We think it's Benji's growl. In the Maybe. Yeah, find it. Look for it. My voice is in there. It doesn't sound like me singing cuz it's just uh-huh. like literally like like that kind of stuff. You know, he actually does the entire lead vocal in the second chorus, but it sounds like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you I noticed something. The EQ, you know, it's actually me. <laughs> oh, that's toxic. We should take that back. Please. That's a joke. Oh that's God. a complete joke. Don't. That's a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And citizens, don't, don't come... Don't come for us, please. <laughs> Mark, I would love to make a track with you, bro. Hit me up. Yeah. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. I have a question, um, a little more broad about the track. Um, were you able to see NCT's reaction to this first listen of your song? We wish. We honestly didn't imagine. think that they were going to go for it when we made it. We didn't, we were like, who's mm-hmm. going to cut this song? Because it was the structure was a little weird. And I think that was a contemplation point we had was like, it's all rap. And it, we had a lot of fun. And that's mm-hmm. all we were going to taper it to like, all right, let's change it to be more SM worthy. And then I think Benji was just like, fuck it. Let's just have fun and just keep it what we want. And we didn't know if anybody was going to take it, but we wished NCT. That was kind of like what mm-hmm. we were hoping. Which it was definitely one of the vibes of like, yeah, there's a lot of rap, but it fits so well. And we didn't want to compromise what was so pristine to fit it into like a certain mold to make it sellable or whatever exactly because Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day what hits hits and it's not up to like oh yeah they can sing high here and they can plan this out there we're the people that are making the music and of course we did take into account like can they dance here or like does this make sense with this and that but if it sounds cool and it sounds great it's probably like that for a reason yeah and we were just really crossing our fingers and being like, maybe they'll get it. You know, if they, if they do decide to take it and they're like, oh, we want to add more vocal parts. Yeah. You know, it is what it is, but they'll get it. And it'll be really cool if they do. And they nailed it. Yeah. Which is super cool. 
and we kind of carried that philosophy on after that too is like you know what mm. we 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 know what's what's supposed to sound professional but we're just going to do what we think is fun and it's mm-hmm. been working thus far and that was kind of a good clarification point i i just wanted to say like you know for the record like i dj k-pop you know as a hobby i do it for a lot of you know in-person <laughs> events and whatnot um and what i like like about this song is got it's got a very good flow you know i can play it from the very first verse and i know like dancers you know well well what you guys were talking about it for, by design right like you know <laughs> uh, people can rock out and dance to it and those transitions between that like really intense pre-chorus build and then going into that the anti-chorus drop it doesn't feel jarring and i know at least here um, in the hell hyphy bay area like people we get down to that so um yeah i no, i just wanted to compliment you guys on on that aspect Thank of you. the song really nice. good for that at least for my purposes at, at the very <laughs> least maybe if, if i could just like final question here like you, you were alluding to hey with a lot of this international music and, and korean pop music it, it's it's uh, complex in, in different ways that you wouldn't be able to get away with in, in Western or, or traditionally like American Western music. So, so what's next for you guys? Like what, what are you looking to experiment with next? You know, maybe in more in that direction or in that vein. Dude, we can't even show them the music it's we've hard. been making, bro. It's There's so much answer, good stuff. Yeah. Well, well, we'll say too. And I, I mean, we're, we're fans of course, but like, you know, like if there's anything like you can thematically allude to or, or, or tease at, you know, just like, like assuming our, our, our listeners are brilliant, mm-hmm. gifted tastemakers, like what, what, what are like the, the palettes that we should be like preparing them for, you know, like, like what's the future of K-pop? What's the future of like sound from your guys' perspective? Well, I mean, from that point where we did this song, we've kind of kept that energy of we're going to do fun stuff. That's different. And every song we do, we try and think of one thing that somebody else doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And we've also matured a lot too. So we've learned so much from then till now that I think all of the songs that we've been working on since then, and I mean, that song was supposed to be simple, but we've just kind of matured a lot. Uh, so there's a lot of bigger soundscapes coming out. There's a lot of, yeah, we can't really say too much, but we're hoping to, uh, you know, work with them again. You know, that's definitely uh a goal for us uh, but it's hard to say it's really hard to say because fans will they go crazy they will instantly catch one word you say wrong and they'll know everything yeah oh man it's so hard because we want to tease some stuff but we can't so I, I can tease my own artist project no i'm just kidding <laughs> yes do it. wrong interview for that but um they're wrong podcast for that but i do think that one thing that um can become like dangerous is if you have a song out and it does get, you know, as much love as it did and people really like it. And then you think, oh, I should be doing this for the next like year of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we really tried not hard not to do because as cool as, you know, the track is, I don't think anybody wants another Lemonade mm-hmm. because it takes away from the original and it loses the impact for anything that's created the same. Of course, I'm not saying yeah. like, you know, trap hats and like the whole vibe is bad i'm saying that taking certain elements of course would make sense for new tracks but like for me and um charlie's process i think we've done over 10 different genres already since we've made this track Mm -hmm. and within those genres of course multiple tracks and so it's there's definitely we are looking forward to you know what do we think makes sense that's not 
already been done. Of course, me having been in K-pop also really helps because I also I had a lot of aspirations. <laughs> Didn't get to see through all of them, but that's a we'll talk about that another time. But it is definitely something that has helped our creative process in terms of what can we bring to the scene that's fresh, but also people want to listen to. That's mm-hmm. approachable. That doesn't require too much preparation. But also at the end of listening to the track, you feel great about it. Mm-hmm. That was a good way of wording it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah. That was good. I'm proud of you, Benji. Proud of you, dude. Well, we're proud of you both. I'm proud of you more. Let's plug whatever thing that you want to promote. Is there like, you know, socials or where, where should people be following you or, or project? You, you, you gave the nudge, nudge, wink, wink to upcoming projects. You know, where, where should people stay tuned for more? Yeah, Rockman, I know you're on Instagram, right? Uh, Rockman underscore official. And that's R-O-K-M-A-N, not R-O-C-K. Oh, he's official. That's, yeah, I have to say that because R-O-C-K, it's like I have a douchebag nickname if it's like Rockman. <laughs> so I have to always spell it for people. R-O-K-M-A-N underscore official. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, do, is there anything you want to plug though? Uh, yeah, any other platforms, SoundCloud? Projects or Like anything. upcoming stuff? Yeah. I really am most active on Instagram and I plug other stuff, other people's projects on there that I work on, so... Where can they follow uh, you on Clubhouse? Benji's got some stuff coming out though. <laughs> oh no, Clubhouse, we don't we after we found each other, it's like, you know, you have Tinder, you find, you know, the love of your life and you just get rid of the app <laughs> kind of those kinds of vibes per se. Love it, love Clubhouse. I still think it's great. Um I at Bay Benji92, that's my Instagram. Um that's where I I don't actually do a lot of social networking as much as I should just because I've been so busy working on, you know, K pop demos as well as my own project. But I think my first solo project after coming out and moving to LA is going to come out maybe end of the year. And it's a very personal project, I think. Mm. Something that will shine a light more into what was going on, both in my personal life, but in a way that people can kind of understand for their own kind of stories as well. So that's coming out. Starts with an E. <laughs> oh. oh. Ends in a Y. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, hey, thanks, thanks both uh, so much for your you guys' time, and and uh, absolutely, we're we're staying tuned for for future projects and work. Uh, please, you know, feel free to give us demos, teases, drops. Come back anytime, you know, if you want to talk about or, or something new that that's like, you know, as soon as it drops, we'd love to hear about it. So, yo, Rock, do you hear what he said? He said, send demos, bro. Yo, he trying to slide in. <laughs> oh. Don't even think about it. Just send me exactly in your social security numbers. Send it. Just send it right <laughs> in. Yeah, your bank account, you know, your card number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. Just I'm kidding. Playing. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Right. Thank you Thanks, for having guys. us. Dude. Yeah. Oh, awesome. thank you. Uh, anything you want to plug for YouTube, Benji? That was the last thing. Ooh. Um, I mean, the music video is probably going to drop there. But, like, literally, like I said, I've just been so swamped, like, getting everything together. That's one thing I realized. I mean, I, I, I hope you guys are chill for, like, another minute. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll breeze through it. But, like, that's one thing that I did realize coming out of K-pop and just being trying to do everything independently for now 
is that there's so many aspects that I didn't consider before that mm-hmm. now trying to put my own album and this whole project together it's it's a lot of work and I know that there's a lot of shade going around between like is is the artist this or is the company this and blah 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 and I'm not gonna go into that but at the end of the day there were things that they did that I wasn't aware of mm. and there's those are things that definitely I need to focus on just for myself putting everything together but it's been a great process I'm super happy with how it's going and yeah I, so no, I, no cooking with hand drill videos anytime soon <laughs> that was so so fucking hard holy shit oh my god um like oh my god I could not do that again hell no Wait, again, Unless I'm you cooking did this? Gordon Ra- yeah, dude. So what? we had a drill. So I didn't have a whisk. So I, oh my God, I taped you. a chopstick to a whisk. And then I taped the whisk to the drill or something. And I like used it. But then the power wasn't strong. I'll tell you. I'll Why tell am you I not surprised? This. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This explains how you are so creative when it comes to writing songs as well. Right? Creativity is just all around. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it. I don't have anything else unless you guys have anything you want to go back to. No, no, I I think we've we've asked enough of their guys their time here. So, (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for giving us your time and energy today, guys. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Some things on my mind